0: and welcome to the filmmaker toolkit podcast i'm crystal fault deputy editor of film and tv craft at indiewire and my guests today are director steve mcqueen and cinematographer xavier kirchner talking about their amazing five-part anthology series small acts and this season of the toolkit is being presented by hbo max hbo's original series lovecraft country based on matt ruff's novel of the same name lovecraft follows atticus freeman played by jonathan majors as he meets up with his friend Letitia journey so And his uncle George, Courtney B. Vance, to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father, who's played uh, by Michael Kenneth Williams, Omar from from The Wire, of course. And this begins uh, a struggle to survive and overcome both the racist terrors of white America and the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from a Lovecraft paperback. All episodes are now streaming on HBO Max, and it's for your Emmy consideration for outstanding drama series and all other categories. I've read different places. Uh, you know, you viewed this anthology with each chapter, or episode, or movie, however we're referring to them as, as its own movie, as its own thing. I assume that also means that, like a movie, it, each one required its own kind of visual language, look, yes. a sense of. It, it, that yes. is the that is the case.
1: It was wonderful. It was. It was. Uh, you know. Really- we were a team, and it's like having this, let's make five movies, let's do it. Let's get on with it, let's, let's do it. Okay, I want this like one like this, this one like this, this is this, this is, this is what this needs, this is what this needs. So it was a real factory. It was a real, studio. in some ways, it was like a studio, in a way, um, just with working with the same people on these five projects. So, again, you know, when, you know just working with Shabby and sort of talking to him about the stories and what each individual film needed or what it lent itself to, as far as um, visually, um, also you know, with art direction and, and costumes and wardrobe and so forth, and, and sound even, you know, everything had to have a certain look or feel. So it was one of those sort of things where, you know, you're sort of um, thinking about the story, but you know, it's, it's, it's not. It's not about imposing my uh, wants. or not even my style question on the right word. It's not about imposing uh, myself onto the subject. It's about the subject. Asking me, telling me, they asking, telling me what it wants, what it needs, mm-hmm. and me to f- having to facilitate the best way to tell that story, and that's that's always a pleasure because it's, then it becomes like a real collaboration with the material.
0: I'm curious then about the cadence of these things in the sense that you know, making a movie the way you just described, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's early conversations about concepts, and mm-hmm. and 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 then there's a prep period, and then there's production was there an element here of one two three like you went through the cadence of doing a movie or was it a little bit more like a television thing where you're talking about the whole thing up front and your department heads are having to prep all five um you know is it did think, you f-
1: no uh, cuz when we're on, we're on I mean sometimes you have that moment where you're sort of looking at three things or two things at the same time mm-hmm. but but at the same time when it, when it starts when it, when we're coming closer to actually filming then everything mm-hmm. gets left behind and we focus on that no so it would be things we left in the oven, but we'll be sort of doing other, we'll be focusing on the film that we're, 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 that we're, that we're working
0: on. So each so one had, there's a point at which you switched into mangrove mode and-
1: Oh, absolutely. Might, yeah. I think the prep of, of all of them, after, you know, it's soft prep, you could look at all of them and each individual thing, but then afterwards it's just one, it's just one. Because it's, you know, you can't, you know, uh, you can only focus on one thing at a time, because it's so, it's so demanding to make a film, that the concentration has to be 100
0: 100%. Well, I mean, it's a monumental task. I think of just taking one thing like casting, you know, in each of Mm. these, there's an element of, of there's such unique casting for each one. And no. that process of casting five piece, well, it's not, no. that's not easy.
1: Well, we're doing it for years. I mean, I, hmm. I, I'm, I'm... But you've been doing I, them one at a time. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, no, no. we started the casting all of them a long oh, time, ago, okay. years ago, with a guy called Gary Davey, who was my casting director. We I've worked with him since Hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we worked with him, with Michael Fezbinder and stuff. That was in 2000. I met, him, I met Gary in 2007, I think, 2006 for the first time. And uh, so this, he was prepping small acts for... I mean, God, 2013 through 2014, you know? I mean, some of these people aren't even of age at that time, but I remember, for example, meeting sort of uh, Letitia Wright very, very early, um, You know, obviously way before um, Black Panther and whatnot, and casting her. I mean, I cast without an audition because you just had the, had the vibe, you know, had the feel, a smell, a, a understanding, and there was okay. And, and I think she was quite surprised about that, and she's already spoken about that, but also, other people I mean a lot the people cast before you know Frank which it was yeah it was it was one of those organic moments this is one of those situations which grew and grew and grew and grew yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah it was it was a you know again I think because it was a, you know I've been talking about this for about 11 years now so you know I knew certain things had came in into it in a very slow way organic way so there was time for things to blossom
0: you know right. I don't want to overinterpret it because it's it's your last two projects, uh, widows. Do what and... you want. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I, 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 it's hard for mm. me not to think of widows in this project and then think of like shame and hunger. I'm curious so, as a storyteller.
1: In twelve years, it, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It, well, no, that's kind of a, the bridge in the middle. But I'm I, it's it's I'm curious if that sense of a broader tapestry is is a direction you see yourself going as a storyteller. Shame and hunger just have that. You know, it's like such a pr- one character really with that person and not that the specificity of your filmmaking has you know it's still all there but i'm wondering if that is something as a storyteller you're, you're increasingly more drawn to is is a wider tapestry so you're talking
1: more in, in a formal manner i i always go into things with an emotional intent so that's where things lead me not with if it's big or wide or small or different you know it's about the subject matter and what it needs. and sometimes it's a you know like you said it's a single situation sometimes it's a tapestry as you said it mm-hmm. doesn't matter but it's about what engages me um and what sort of uh you know it's it's, yeah, it's not it's not a formal exercise it's an emotional one
0: mm-hmm. you know one thing is fascinating you have a g- great team on this one it's yeah. a really remarkable project but it's interesting because I, I i think when i when I, I think about your films, I've always thought of three like kind of pillars in your films of, of Joe Walker and, and Adam Stackhausen and, and, and Sean Bavitt and obviously those guys are in demand. They're all over, you know, they've got, they're doing lots of different projects. And so the idea that you would always work with them is, 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 is not realistic, but I'm wondering about also entering this project with, with essentially a lot of new department heads for something that's so broad. Is that something where you had just such a shorthand with those guys and, and
1: it was great. It was fantastic. I, I, I just felt that, um, you know, it's it's like anything else. You One always needs to sort of push themselves and always one always needs to sort of, uh, you know, understand different ways of doing things or you have a handle on something and you want to move away from something that you, 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 you no longer want to do. It's important to sort of exercise, you know, your left hand as much as your right hand or, you know, it, it, it's very important. Or if you get used to something, maybe it's not great to get used to it. You know, you've got to change things up. I always think of people like sort of... Um, you know, Prince or people like that who basically kept on changing or Miles Davis who, you know, he kept on changing because he knew it, that was the most healthy thing to do, you know, uh, and and that's it. And you know, that's how it is. And, it's all about what's needed for the work. It's not about getting comfortable with the situation. It's, it's what the work needs.
0: I, I want to welcome in, uh, your cinematographer on this project. Um, and I'm curious also because I, I was reading this morning, um, Sean also helped you find <laughs> find your cinematographer for this project, right? To, that was like, who was going to be the mix no. on this? Is that to a certain degree? I, I heard mean, that he no. met.
1: No, he, they met. Apologies. They met. So I, I oh. let Sherby answer, but uh, he didn't, he, he didn't, I introduced, we
2: introduced Sherby to, to, uh, okay. to Sean, to Sean. Please go ahead, Sean Sherby. Yeah, I mean, uh pff. I mean, yeah, this whole thing came out of left field for me. You know? I was extremely <laughs> taken back for it, you know. I'm, I'm I'm used to making like small films with my friends either in the island or in the states or whatever. And so to get to get a call from Steve and also you know to be connected with Sean as well um, was was just like yeah, it was mind blowing. It was really mind blowing, you know, because mm-hmm. either this sort of, sort of like North Steve such like a north star for me as an artist and uh, and a creator. So it was it was. Uh, yeah, it was amazing, and and the work that him and Sean have done together over the years has been, you know, a, a, a centrifugal force, um, in terms of my career. Yeah.
0: Steve and I were talking about the fact that each each one of these projects, each one of these chapters or movies, had its own look and feel. I, I, I want to talk a lot about *Lovers Rock*, but I want to start with with *Mangrove* for a second. What what was and that, Steve, that was always intended to be the first chapter, right? The first way that we interacted yeah. with this, like that's the way you want you have a design of how you, people. Watch this, right? That
1: was a story from day one, which needed, needed to be told, needed to be spoken about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because it was, again, it's a seed. You can't have, you know, lovers Rock. You can't have Red, White, and Blue. You can't have Alex We, You can't have education without Mangrove, because that's the seed of resistance. Um, in 1968, you know, Frank Kitchlow opens this restaurant, this cafe, in the same year, you know, this other guy, you know, you know, Powell gives this river, river ri- 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 blood speech. And that's the that's that's the sort of that's the match that starts to fire.
0: Off that, I, I'm curious what what was the design visually that you were thinking about, and those conversations that you were having in terms of mangrove.
1: Well, I love that p- period of the late 60 or well,
2: 67,
1: 68, mm-hmm. 66, 67, 68. Um, and what I love about that period is that it's a. Uh, it's a it's that moment of transcendency in a way because you're going out you're coming you're leaving really the the fifties and you're coming into the seventies you're coming to a certain sense of sort of uh, of of optimism and awareness and obviously sixty eight was a huge year you know uh, around the world as far as uh, uprisings uh, if it was in France or United States or elsewhere in the world. Um, you know there was a lot of there was a movement of, of young people and it's that moment really uh, of, of transcending from the sort of old into the new and therefore the design had to sort of have that sort of uh, that kind of uh, uh, aspect which I, I just love that period of, of, of time you know the, the more the more drain pipe trousers everything's becoming a little bit more designed we're coming out of the post-war era so you know there's a lot of optimism you know kids are becoming it you know where was, you know, teenagers are really becoming teenagers. There wasn't any, the teenagers didn't really exist until, say, the late 50s, uh, 60s, and then UK later because, you know, we're always behind the Americans. So this is when youth culture became something and when the people became much more aware of their possibilities as working-class people. You didn't have to go down the mines. You didn't have to do what your father or your, or, or your mother did. You, you, you had a choice, the pill, X, Y, Z, you know. It was a very interesting time to design and to think about.
0: So that was Steve talking about mangrove. I'm wondering if um, you could kind of build off that and talk about you, the choices that you were making and how you approached shooting mangrove.
2: Well, I'm not quite sure what I missed. I just sort of chimed back mm-hmm. in so much. Sure we, we were what, talking
1: what we about just, the, the sort of late. I was, talking, I was talking about the late 60s, and you know, one of the decisions that we made very early on was to shoot uh, 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 on 35 on a wide screen. We talked about mm, we spoke about um, mm. Golden Park. So I wonder if you could, you could take it up from that. Yeah, from the monochrome.
2: Yeah, spoke spoke a lot about Gordon Parks. We spoke we spoke about like thirty five millimeter just for like paying an ode to that era of of filmmaking yeah. and and for 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 and, and photography as well, you know. And um, it it was and it was a lot. I think like it was less about references of cinema and a lot more about references about reality in real life in, in that era. And there was a lot of archival material and a lot of, you know, Helen and, and the production design team did a fantastic job of, in our production office was just like boards and boards and boards of archival photographs um, from the era, from the mangrove, from Frank, some in color, some in black and white. And that really, I think really sort of influenced the, the sort of um, the need to sort of capture the patina mm. of the era you know, and to really capture the grain and to capture the sort of life of, um, of, of that era of, of in, in London. Um, and um, yeah, so, so we approached it with that. we spoke a lot about, you know, 35 millimeter and the aspect ratio of of, of, the, of the frame as well. And knowing that it was something to do, you know, it was more about, it was about community. And we knew that there were going to be frames that needed to to hold nine members or mm. more or less in one frame in a way that felt very powerful, and so we, we we decided to go for a certain two three five aspect ratio two perf gave us the amount of grain we wanted to really um, yeah to really sort of bring that out you know um, and I and yeah mm. and,
1: yeah and that and of, of course that time it was about that kind of cinema was about that because the the, the television of course had uh, you know the, this rivalry. So we're coming out of the old mm. Hollywood, into a new into a new time of uh, viewing, you know, and people wanting to sort of uh, experience cinema and uh, that sort of challenge. So therefore, the widescreen was became a certain kind of standard. Mm,
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's also like we spoke, you know, like about like bits and like when we spoke about genre a little bit, it was like we would, you know, kind of make jokes about it, like Frank. Being like this Western, this this this, yeah. this this man sort of defending the old saloon, you know, like he's like this guy that just wants to turn a, turn his leaf and like hold it down. And here you have the crooked sheriff in town that's trying no, to take him no, down. No. It was very much, yeah, no. it was just like a very sort of like yeah, an interesting sort of sub conversation in terms of genre. But again, it was very much not about um, like genre. It was more about um, how to, like the real stories and, and telling these stories is as real
0: from the inside as possible. And my understanding is. I've never been in a courtroom that looks anything like this, but that is what the old daily looks like. But and so I, I, there's an authenticity. Well, I hope never do. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's an authenticity to this. But I mean, I also just that dynamic of them up in that box in the space. Mm. It's it's something that seems to really be something that you could play into and in how those scenes unfolded. Because um, it's not. Mm. We've we've seen a lot of courtroom movies, but this one just even the way that space lays out and the dynamic here—it's really well, interesting. Well,
1: it's kind of like you know, we, 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 you know, it's like the gallows, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. sort of something just about people are going to be beheaded in a second. I mean, that's, that's I mean, the the space of the O'Bailey, the space these courtrooms, these gothic courtrooms, is all about it's all about being intimidated to the um, the, the people in the stand, you know. Uh, to the, the people who are being sort of brought up on charges, it's all about the intimidation, but what I, we discussed myself and, 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 and shared discussed, and what I wanted to bring to light was how these people changed that courtroom, changed that place of so-called justice into a place of righteousness, how they changed that environment into a a, a, a place of yeah of worship in a way, and how the black community took it over. And how the stand became a pulpit. You know, how th- things were surf and navigated in a way to, to change it, to, to, to direct the trajectory into a place of righteousness. And with the, with the people in the gallery who, ab- above the congregation as such, they did that.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's interesting
2: because it's like, you know, coming into it, it was it's very different. I didn't really have too much knowledge about the British courtroom system. In America it's very sort of theatrical in a sense where, you know, the the it's a lot of movement and you're playing to the judge and then you're walking around and you're playing to the jury and yes. um and, 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 and in Britain it was very different. Everybody's just sort of nailed mm. to, you know, their position and playing you know and it was that was just like a very interesting sort of dynamic and and the idea of like the the the, the um, above the dock you know the, the that that whole thing was just like it was biblical almost knowing that you had the support of your entire community up and behind you um you know ends up being a very powerful thing which you know you don't yeah i just think there's something there's a visual sort of um, there's a visual sort of power to that, which uh, which which I which I was very surprised by when when I discovered more about when we discovered more about the British courtroom system, you know.
1: And playing this quickly, and also playing off the organic, because of course before we've gone into the mm. courtroom. We've been in, in the streets, we've been around, we've been moving the camera, mm. we've been in, with demonstrations which turn into so, so-called riots or whatever, or you know, disrupted by the police. And we've been all kinds of crazy stuff. And all of a sudden, we're in a formal setting. We're standing up,
0: yeah. we're
1: sitting down, we're standing up. <laughs> We, you know sitting down my lordship you know it's it's very it's it's, it's very formal <laughs> so we yeah. are allowed to sort of and also talking to share okay let's let's move the camera up and move the camera down people stand up they stand down they go this they go this so it's very geometrical the courtroom yeah. mm. and how you sort of uh, vapor or erase those sort of uh structures is by spirituality and that's what we did also mm-hmm. in lovers rock too Spirituality will always come through, and that's that's the path for us for justice. I think Shabby translated that amazingly.
0: And we're going to take a brief pause for a note from our presenting sponsor to talk about the HBO Max original series, It's a Sin, which is a poignant drama series that charts the thrilling and emotional journey of a tight-knit group of friends living in London during the 1980s, a decade forever changed by the AIDS crisis. All episodes are now streaming on HBO Max, and it's for your Emmy consideration for Outstanding Limited Series and all other categories. I, I gotta catch up on this one. Uh, everybody in IndieWire loves this series, and I gotta I gotta catch up on this one. It sounds great. Uh, and and now back to my conversation with Stephen Chabier. I want to switch to Lovers Rock, um, sure. And as a because I really fast, it's it's a remarkable <clears throat> piece of work. But I'm I I want to go back to just even what is. Let, we'll take a number like silly games, but we could do any one of these kind of music set pieces type to us to a certain degree. What what is the starting point here? Is it is it Steve? There's a track that's going to establish a, a, a mood. Is it there certain I mean, I don't even know what the script pages look like. Is there certain story beats you have to hit? I mean, what is it like when you go into something, even just one of these numbers? That's the the starting point. And I say this because it's like one can imagine just talking about Mangrove. Obviously, there's lots of ways to interpret those scenes, but there's a dramatic thrust to them. There's there's dialogue. There's a dynamic here, and Lover's Rock has that. But I'm wondering what was predetermined when you get that group in that room for a number. To be honest
1: with you, you know, I knew what I wanted because I saw what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want because I saw what I didn't want. So it was one of those things where the music. Okay, this, okay. This is this is the answer. This is the answer. So it was all about the the DJs, and it was all about following the tune of how the selector, for example, plays the track. What track comes first? When we follow the mood, he in fact is the negator of the narrative. Because when we put a record on from, from, from the beginning of the film to the end of the film, the, 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 there's music. So in some ways it's about interpret, interpreting the mood in with, with a camera. And I think what what chavez, chavez has there's a tremendous sense of balance. He's a skater, he's a sailor, he's, he's a sailor. So there's a sense, sense of understanding of buoyancy. He, You could throw him in the middle of something, just like we did in, in, in Mangrove in the demonstration, and it, it's you're there, you're present. Uh, so therefore, you, when you have someone with that uh, ability, you can really move it and go for it. It's okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. Do this. And you know, it, without any kind of sort of... Uh, um, question as such and because he, he's familiar with the environment familiar with the its around and then the people there's no kind of um there's no kind of uh, uh difference from the people who actually in the, the the frame and the person holding the camera i don't know if that answers your question i hope so
0: so so maybe we can just talking take an example sure. is it is it is it's the dj setting a tone I'm, I'm guessing there's a couple story beats that have to be hit in the period of, of a of a song. Maybe not. I don't know. But is it one of these things? Is is getting that room going? Is it is it is it is it, is it creating the environment and then and then you're coming in and almost yeah. like one of the dancers? I,
2: suppose,
1: I suppose
0: that, Jerry, can ask that question
2: yeah I mean look this is the way I see it. it's like, and it's like there's another cinematographer that thinks quite quite similar to this, and it's like it's like jazz right, and in jazz, there's like this part where you're operating unconsciously, you become operating unconsciously, and it's called the pocket and I feel like lover's Rock, like every single time we were creating in that room was the pocket. we understood like what the song was gonna be, and we understood you know we wanted to to go from A to B, but we didn't know how to get from A to B necessarily, and that that operation was happening on I, f- I think very much as an unconscious level a lot of the time, and the music was guiding us in that in that in in that direction, you know, and it was like you know like silly games for instance, like when when silly games like that happened, and Steve was Steve was very intru- like you know like what he's so brilliant at is setting the atmosphere. You know, inviting everyone to the party, building this incredible party and then playing the music and then being able to sort of look, be their eyes and respond to what's happening in the room and, and sort of craft that. And what, how, what you know, we, we kept on pulling up, see but we would reach to the end and see if would be like, you know, like, pull up the track and we'd pull it up from the beginning again and we'd go and then it get all of us, get everyone into this trance. And then, you know, and then like, you know, when, when, when the music cut out, you know, and, the, and, and everyone kept singing. Like that was that was a that was like a miracle, but it was a miracle that Steve was like ready. You know, he had sort of trained us all to be able to to, to be ready for that to happen, and it's a very difficult thing to explain because i never sort of uh-huh. yeah been on a film where it's like you come out of it. It's like eight days we shot that, and you come out of it, and it's um you know it's it's yeah it's just it was it was very sort of spiritual in that sense. Uh, you know,
1: even though there were things happening, I mean there were obviously communication. We weren't walkie-talkie or you know. I was crawling in my hands and knees or Ch- bear was going around, whatever. It, 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 uh, it, 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 it's, we knew we got it when we, when we knew we had it. I mean, there was one moment, I said, okay, yeah. do we have, can we get, do this in slow-mo? I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to okay, we'll do this still on slow-mo. I think that, okay, let's do that in slow-mo, let's do it in slow-mo. So we did it in real time on slow-mo. We didn't slow it down after we got the footage. We slowed it, we mm-hmm. shot it in slow-mo in the moment. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah. I, think, you know, we, I think, you know, as an artist, as a visual artist, um, I'm a maker. Um, you know, just like Shabby is a maker. So I think when, you, when you're used to sort of, you know, finding things out in the process, it becomes much more, um, it becomes much more uh, understandable. It's not at all scary or anything like that. It's just sort of, uh, oh, we'll, we'll get it
2: yeah I think there's like merit I think there's value to to understanding that when you're creating work like you don't there's always like you know there's so many different like senses there's so sensory it's such a sensory experience and it's operating off of every one of those senses like is um something that you don't always have to like be able to articulate you don't have to be able to explain it's just sometimes you just do it because it feels like it's you know it's it's the right Mm. thing to do in the moment Mm. you know
1: but also it is to do with training it's, no, it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not haphazard. It's like what's right and what's wrong. You know immediately, instinctively mm-hmm. what's right and, what, and what's wrong. Where to put the camera, yeah. where not to put the camera, where this person is, where to put that person. She should go with this side, he should go on this side. The colours, oh no, no, that works there. Because it's, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. about a certain kind of a, uh um uh' what's the word I'm looking for goodness gracious was le- uh, leaving me um compensate was where, um, con- um what's the word? Com- composition.
0: composition
1: thank you very much yeah, yeah. uh um yeah
0: uh, what else yeah, to say yeah. about that
1: um yeah it, it, so, using yeah. using yeah.
0: using the jazz musician analogy I one imagines talking about composition or the relationship of the camera maybe these are it, it, it's it's a sense of like because there is a distinct Mood, style, choices for as the story progresses, and maybe those choices weren't necessarily planned out or conscious, and more like a jazz musician reacting to it, and absolutely. therefore, like and also
1: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, anyone reading the script and and uh, and, and seeing the film, it's very different because there's a lot of things we just cut, just cut. Yeah. of things are being used. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could you could if you read that script, you had an idea, but you didn't know you were to get this. No mm-hmm. way. Yeah, because yeah. it was
2: like it was like you know it was like one like two three lines on the page being like you know yeah. silly you know silly games comes on and that's it mm-hmm. you know and that's like you know mm-hmm. it's like a third of the film and we you cut, know what i
1: mean it's like okay yeah. so i mean i cut a lot of dialogue just cut it out because it wasn't necessary after a while
0: that was my question was a, I was, that's yeah. why i was wondering steve was is that was this something where maybe there was even a little bit more narrative and you realized you could pull back in the editing room and 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 that there was there or or was this
1: even like, well even on the day you cut it because no. it's sort of one of those things where it's not necessary
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and yes and the other thing him, and also on the day because you things just take over and the power of the of the sort of moment is that yes you know the power of the moment and we were very lucky to record it you know again it is i think it, mm-hmm. you know, it, in relationship to miles davis and what uh Chiave was saying everything was like that even meeting Shabir Ch- it, it reminds me of when uh what was that? There was a, there's a there's a bassist, there's a bass player um, that Miles heard and Ronnie Scotts in the 70 British bass player player. I forgot his name now. And someone looking at this will, or hearing this will, will remind me or whatever. You saw him one night, and on, on three days' time was playing with Jack. He was, he was playing with Miles somewhere, some somewhere, somewhere in, in in the States. <laughs>
0: it's
1: about. I think it's also about giving. I think also for me because I was given a break. The whole idea of that, so you're seeing someone with talent and giving them a break. If it's sort of a, I mean, the a, 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 a leading actress, um, Amara, I mean, incredible, incredible. And, and that helped us in everything that we did.
0: One of the things that seems to be um, that you were both able to lean on is it's really, I think, maybe the most remarkable costuming job I've seen in a year or two. And the way that Jacqueline Duran has, has right. created, because it's like, the first time you watched it, I did not have trouble delineating characters, following characters, moving in and out, even if it was just their back. You know, even if you were chosen, because there was something about not just the the color, but the characterization through color that was just so sharp in this. And then also the way it looked in that room. I'm happy you said
1: that because, you know, this is a genre of music uh, which hasn't been given too much of a, a visual um, uh, uh, hasn't, been, hasn't, been given, hasn't been visualized as much, and I think for a costume designer to find these things and and these clothes and to sort of make these things. I mean, don't forget, people were. This is the working. This is this is a working class party. So basically, when people were working nine to five, and on a Saturday, oh, and always through the night and the evening, when they came back from work. They used to get, get buy these patterns for dresses, and they would make their dresses. So they would make it for that Saturday night, and, and the guys would have their blazers or whatever how they would or whatever they would 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 wear. So Jacqueline had this amazing possibility of visualizing this part of history, British history, which hadn't really been visualized before. For the, this is for the one of the first time. It was amazing. In fact, I, it was the first time. You know, so going back to that period and, and, and looking at how, what people wore, how they wore it. Oh my God. It was, it was beautiful. My, my mother was just like, when she saw it, my aunt was like amazing. She couldn't believe it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I imagine it helped. It be obviously with the, with the palette. I mean, you know, anything everything else. Yeah.
2: I remember, I remember during our camera test, you know, Jacqueline, we tested, a, a tested some of the lighting techniques that we wanted to employ. And then we tested some of the outfits on, on our characters and, um, it was just, yeah, I've just, like, never really seen anything like that and just realized that as the party would sort of go on, we had the ability to sort of play the light against the costume, oh right? God. And it was like... It went, and that was something that was happening real time mm. as the party, as the song evolved, mm. like it's very sort of subtle, but they were, you know, I had a team in the next room that were on DMX boards and I was in headphones just being like, as mm. we came over mm. certain characters, they would play up a spike of green or play just basically it was a conversation between light and costume, you know, and, and I think, yeah, I don't know, I just, I've, I've never had the opportunity to, 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 yeah.
1: That's the thing, the abstraction of, of the yeah. narrative you see, mm. with dance and movement, the abstraction of narrative, and to see how that can stimulate and to see how that can resonate with viewers, with an audience. That was the amazing thing, that people responded and reacted to that in such an emotional way. I mean, you know, we had people crying in, in, in New York and on the, obviously the opening of the New York Film Festival, there, but of, obviously because it was, it was a celebration of all the senses, but also because it was about... You know moments, and a record and a real moment. I feel that 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 mm. was uh, pretty amazing. The fact that abstraction could be celebrated in in that way of color, movement, mm. uh, elsewhere. You know, yeah, yeah.
2: It al- yeah.
0: it also seems as if, and maybe this 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 re- relates to your lighting as well. But a sense of being in that room, a sense of warmth. This is the movie where. This is of the chapters where this outside world is so affecting this community. and, and you have, you give us little tastes of that. It's like you can feel them around mm-hmm. the perimeter, but nonetheless this sense of space, of this warmth and um, that mm. seems to be, I don't know, even the, even the, the color of those walls, but that seems to be something you were going <laughs> for with, with your lighting to a certain degree, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I think like something for me, like in terms of lighting, one of the big things was, you know, like, here we have an instance where nighttime is the sort of the sacred place and the special place and the welcoming place and daytime and daylight is being this oppressive thing. And you can notice it throughout the series, Frank in the cell, you notice it daytime in Lover's Rock, you know, it's kind of peppered all throughout the series as 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 sort of. This oppressive daylight, being the white light, being this thing that's constantly trying to, you know, um, invade a, a space that, um, yeah, is is, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just think in in, in lovers rock that was that was one space that we were able to really, really run with the with the concept of of this warm interior space being like a womb, you know, like being like a being like this space, uh, yeah, the safe in, in, environment, and so this you this kind of going through the series with these. You know, whenever we had an opportunity to, in the right scene, um, would 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 play would play with that. Did you adjust
0: um, as the night went on? Did you did you give that room a different feel or evolve evolved yeah. in a certain way?
2: Every every moment is the lights are constantly changing. You know, and I had like an amazing and like again a lot of that was was happening intuitively. You know, we would see we you know we would see what we had done. We would see where we we're going. And either it would happen real time in the moment, you know, like if you notice when Amara comes back in and she's looking for Franklin and she can't find him. And it's like, you know, there's like the room spikes with green. It's like a green we've never seen in this room. Like, where is this green coming from? It doesn't matter. You know, it's coming from it's 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 it's. Yeah, it's. And so so this was something that we were dancing with all night long. And at the very end, if you you know, the very end of the room is like red hot. It's like it's like fire. You know the sweat, the, the 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 warmth is the warmest it's ever been, and love. You know, um, it was a lot, a lot of lilacs in 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 Janet. You know, uh, kung fu fighting, and the Janet K song. It was all colors that were all across the rainbow. You know, and I um and I th- yeah, and that was that was a lot of it was like we knew we wanted to do that, but I think a lot of what exactly we were doing was happening as a natural evolution. Sometimes through the airpiece to Ian and Mark, our our Spark team. That we're also, you know, and that's the thing I was telling Steve, we had, a, we, we talked earlier, like everyone in this project had skin in the game. Everyone was a storyteller. And so it wasn't, it wasn't so much telling somebody what to do or how to do it, but it was more so conveying emotionally what was, what was happening and them understanding that and being able to translate in a technical way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that is, yeah, okay. it's just very, it's
1: just like really yeah, absolutely right. I think as a director, get, get involved as much as you can. If it's going well, action and cut. The, the the thing I always want to say is action <laughs> and cut. If I say cut, then it's like we need to fix this and, and that, and then that's it, and then we go again. and That's it. Less I do, the better I am as a director. Fact. If I'm busy talking to someone or do, 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 then it, it's it's you know you 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 pick your your, your geniuses, you talk mm-hmm. to your geniuses, you work with your geniuses, you play with your geniuses. And only when now you need to sort of interact when you need to, if something you don't think is, is correct, and that's it, because you will hire geniuses.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that's, that's what a director is. If I could say, action and cut, uh, and I'm, do, I'm doing a, a great job.
0: So in that sense, did you, did you let it go? Would it be like a, would it play the length of the song? Would it, would oh, you just? Uh,
1: yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't know
0: what's
1: <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> I mean, also the fact that man, there's a the trust. I mean, again, you know, again, it's, yeah. it's also what we had. Also, don't forget what we had. We had genius actors.
0: Yeah. We had
1: to, because they had to understand the period and stay within the period and move in the period and, and, and interact in the period. So when you've got these genius actors, genius group of actors who are vibing off each other, again, you know, these are, these are, these are black people who, who know how to bounce off each other, vibe. There's nothing said, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a feel, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a flow. And when you've got a black DP and a black director and the people just doing, doing what they want, how they want, when they want. But within the time frame of 1980, well, you know, mm-hmm. cut. Mm. Let's go again. That's it. I got it. Yeah, gotta
2: let- yeah beautiful. Uh, also, props to, to Coral Messam as well, right? Like uh, mm. who, who choreographed a lot of, you Coral, know. Oh, my God. Oh, my the, God. The, the, dancing. Yeah, the dancing. and stuff. Who like, I spoke
1: to today. who well, I got to call back, actually. Excuse me. Coral. Again, she would warm people up beforehand. And the, the matter with her, don't forget, there's a lot of rehearsal. Because, you know, what's yeah. interesting about this is how we dance today, men and women. We, there's no, you know, in the West, we jump up and down. What do we do? But there was a way of doing things. There was a way of dancing with a woman. There was a, a, yeah. a, man with a, a man with a woman. Um, a, yeah, a woman with a man, rather. You know, you, I remember I remember instinctively the kid, you'd touch their shoulder and then they'd bring them in. And if they were interested, they would come to you. If they're not, they wouldn't. So the, the... the, the, the Ritual ritual mm. ritual was so beautiful you know mm-hmm. that that was the thing, and it's some things that, which get lost because a lot of people don't think them they are of value, and that's what we brought back and the coral was a good, fantastic choreographer
0: mm. absolutely I gotta let you guys go, but the last thing is stephen um you, you do you have limited time here, but i I did not realize until this week I mean I saw this whole series. You know, a while ago, and then I was rewatching it this week, and I did not realize that um, education was so much um, yours to a certain degree, your story. Yes, I'm wondering. Um, I'm happy we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm curious about how was that a little bit like recreating? I don't know to what degree your childhood is it. Is it something about? about the type of story that wasn't on BBC. And when Steve McQueen was a child, and that informed a lot, I'm just wondering about Well, it's a very,
1: very, very, very very important story, because it's about how, you know, these black parents uh, brought down a ridiculous system to send children to educationally subnormal schools, not just black children, children in general, where they would bust people off, who, who basically needed attention, or was totally misunderstood because we now know the majority of people were sent there. Black children were sent there for the wrong reasons, and the government knew about it. It wasn't because they were low in IQ or anything like that. It's just because they wanted to get rid of them. And that has been documented. And it was these black parents, the Black Parents Association and others, who basically got these schools demolished, not just for black children, but for all children. And that's what Small Lock's ethos is about. You know, as and you know, we, you know t- together we we could we could change anything. That's what that's what that, that's what happened, and it's never it the credit that it deserves. But also, those people, uh, those people have you know, those people have what made me sit here today and talk to you. Because if that didn't happen, I would have gone down that path. Because um, I went to school in the eighties when these schools were already, already abolished. But if I had been Kingsley, who we, uh, we we dramatized, that would have been my that would have been my fate. So those, those people saved many people's lives uh, and, and dignity. So for me, it was very important And to visualize that, you know, it was one of those things where myself and Sherbe spoke about, you know, that we were, we, were, we were fighting for a long time. Sherbe can take a talk more, more, more to you about this. I wanted to shoot this in 16 millimeter and we were fighting, you know, for a long time the BBC about this, not because of they they did they, they were not sort of uh, um, generous. It's just because they didn't think that this would be. I, I'll let Sherry take over on, on this. The, the technical yeah, aspect, it was, please. Mm-hmm.
2: It was something to do with 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 broadcast at the time. Yeah, um, I never really quite understood like what the issue with sixteen millimeter was in the BBC, but um, they, they they like stop commissioning sixteen millimeter works because of broadcast compression or the introduction of digital or whatever. But. Um, yeah, it wasn't it it, it wasn't about you know, it, it was it, it came down about like this needed to be. This was a creative choice that needed to be. There was no other way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it vital. Just needed to be. And so
1: it was. Sorry to yeah. you, sorry two it was vital. We told this story on sixteen millimeter because it basically represented yeah. that time and the grain and whatever. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Please go ahead.
2: Yeah. No. And exa- I mean, like, no. It, exactly. It represented, and then it represented what? like all the all the films that were a part of um the BBC at that era. You know. Like it's also like you know like you know black folk didn't we didn't have films on on the BBC we weren't a part of the the sixteen millimeter play for the day you know we didn't have like the Americana you know black exploitation widescreen you know we didn't have you know so it was it was also just like you know an ode to an ode to that as well and I think uh, um and this.
1: Yeah, was, yeah was, I I'm very was,
2: grateful yeah, to Steve, Steve Fletcher.
1: It, it was a was and in need, but also the, 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 it represented a time. And it represented yeah. a certain kind of mono sort of time. You know, that had to be translated you know, visually on screen. How do you do that? You don't do it digitally. Uh, you know, 35 mm. millimeter, that would have been ridiculous to sort of think that someone could be shooting this story in this, in, in this format. But the fact that it was film and it was that particular stock was... Important because it really does yes. translate to to that uh, the immediacy of and and the sort of practicality of of of, of that time. So that was a fight, yes. and 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 there was grateful grateful that we uh we convinced the BBC to to go down that path. I mean, I wouldn't have done it any other way. It had to be sixty minutes. Basically, yes. they they say yes because I we knocked. We were
2: gonna
1: shoot 16 mm Take it or leave it. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, apologize. I love the, oh, Sorry, I said we were gonna shoot 16 mm but I love the. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that people don't value things which they feel are sort of, um, you know, uh, sort of. Uh, they, they feel not to value old stuff, and I don't understand that. It's it's not about it's not about old. It's about being correct. It's not about not being unfashionable. It's about being. Uh, the person that that that, that, that thing that, that that work need to be. I'm going on a bit, but you understand what I'm saying. Make me look good, please. Mm. <laughs>
0: right. I apologize. Uh, I could keep going, but the other people on this no. call, I've promised that I would let oh, you God. go five minutes ago. No. So uh, I'm gonna real quick. Okay. Um, if oh, because say, we had a couple I, I,
1: one thing. It's like it's, it's like saying that you don't want you can't use a certain size paintbrush. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, I, I think that everything should be sixteen now. All these small films—it's the way that stock is. It looks so beautiful. I I, I wish more than sixteen.
1: But you can't. Sh- 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 tell me quickly: Can you wash it? Can you wash it in London? Can you can you wash it in England? Can you?
2: Yeah, 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 you can. yeah. You can. There's a lot of labs up and going Still now. Full. Yeah. I think it's having a bit of bit of
1: bit of a revival, revival now. It's like it's, it's like vinyl, yeah. isn't it? It's like vinyl. Bizarre yeah, but true. Yeah. 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 And what all was right. what was that uh, movie? Uh, First cow. What was that? It was that ratio. It's a nice ratio.
2: Yeah, I think it was like
1: yeah, four three. I I haven't seen it yet. You should watch that movie. It's a very good movie.